Hey, podcast people, how's it going? Azrin the Language Nerd here. Happy Tuesday evening or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you are listening to this episode here. Um, I would encourage you to visit my website and my social platforms if you don't know a lot about me. They are uh, at Polyglot Azrin on every single platform. So that is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. And that can be on basically on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, a whole bunch of whole bunch of uh, different platforms. And uh, of course, my website is azrinthelanguagenerd.com, A-Z-R-E-N, thelanguagenerd.com. And welcome to today's podcast episode. Maybe you can tell I'm a little tired today. My brain is a bit tired and uh, we'll see how that affects the podcast episode. So here's a quick life update of why I'm tired today. I have been working on a, a project that I mentioned various times on this podcast, which is my course and my program on how to learn a foreign language. There is a book component to it that has worksheets, and some content slides, content pages. Content pages meaning covering language learning theory and talking about, hey, here's how to learn a language. Here's some, here are some important things that, are, that, that you should know when you're learning a language. And then there's also worksheets and exercises to do as well. And I'm trying to make it non-language specific. So I want anyone to be able to use this, this workbook and this program regardless of what, of what language you're learning. And it's taken a long time. It's taken a long time. There's a book component to there's a book component to it. So I'm actually writing the book, which so far is uh, looks like 145 pages. I'm going to break it up into smaller books so it's easier to digest and it's easier to work through. Maybe there's going to be a beginner level one, beginner level two, intermediate one, etc. Otherwise, getting a 500-page book to learn a language might seem quite overwhelming. So I will break it up at the end, but right now I'm just keeping it all in one. And then I have to make the videos. There's going to be videos that accompany this book to, I suppose, explain the book in more depth. You see, when something is done in writing, you know, certain people will absorb it in a really good way because that's how they learn. Some people prefer to learn by listening and watching. So I want to make a video version of the book as well. Not to mention that for me, just the way that I communicate, it's best if I actually blend the, the written writing and speaking. It's actually best. Some of the best content and actually some of the, the times I communicate best of all is when I've written about something and I then go talk about it. That's when I always communicate best. Um, so the podcast is only speaking. I usually don't write anything to prep for the podcast or anything. Facebook and my Instagram and blog and everything is only written. And my best content I've noticed is when I write something and I take time to write it. And then I take time to try talking about it. When I do both, that's when I communicate most clearly. So I'd like to make a video slash audio version of this course and have the, the book version as well. So yeah, I'm excited. Um, we'll see how it all works out. My plan, we'll see how it works, but I've been trying to figure this out. And maybe if you have any advice, I'm open to hearing it. Hit me up on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, Snapchat, wherever. I'm, I want this program to be 
as accessible as possible. Meaning I want anybody who wants to use it, I want them to be able to use it. So what I'm considering doing is making the video version of the course free, throw it on YouTube, make a podcast version, make make it free and, and as easily accessible as possible. And in the video version, I will share pages from the book. In fact, I'll probably share every single page of the book because it's easier to use that as a visual guide. So I'm considering making that free. And then if everybody, if anybody wants to purchase the, the actual book itself, maybe I'll stick a $20, $30 price tag on it, something like that. So that way, if you don't want to spend or don't have the money to spend $20, $30 or 40 or whatever price I put on it, at least the content is still there and you can still see the book. So I'll share my screen and show you. I have no qualms about it. Um, and then people who want to actually buy the book and work through it and use that workbook and such can pay the X number of dollars. So I'm trying to figure it out, trying to figure out how what, what to do on the money side of things because it's taking, it's going to be a project that at the end of the day took hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. And probably when all is said and done, probably, you know, close to a thousand, maybe $2,000 as well, because I actually, have, I have someone who's helping me with compiling and making this book. So it's not just me and I'm paying someone to help me out as well with some of the visuals and designing some of the pages and getting some feedback. And so um, things of that nature. It's actually, yeah, a little bit of the feedback. It's not really feedback actually. It's more like I will often tell them, hey, we need to make pages that look like this, 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 that have this kind of content that say this, say this, this exercise. And then he'll go and like design them and everything. And then I go and edit the designs to make it look like what I want it to look like. It just saves me time. So yeah, I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to make it something that anybody can access and still, you know, make sure that I can make, I can use this as a tool that benefits me in a business sense. I'm trying to figure that out, I'm trying to find the right, the right balance. What I definitely don't want to do, and this is maybe, I don't know, not the popular belief, but what I don't want to do is basically say, hey, I have this program, pay pay me $20 for it, and that's it. Like when you have a book, people go on book tours and they try to sell their book. That's not exactly what I want it to look like. I want there to be a I want there to be something. Something, maybe not even something. I want there to be a significant portion of it that's free, that is very beneficial, regardless of your budget, if you want to buy it, if you don't want to buy it. So I'm trying to trying to figure that out. So yeah, uh, with that aside, I suppose uh, let's dive into the language learning portion of this of this podcast. And the language learning portion is something that's coming from my process of making this book here. I've realized something as I'm making this book and this program uh, that I hadn't thought too, too much about before. And it's that language learning truly is a skill. It truly is a skill. And some people are a little bit better, a little bit better at it than others. In fact, learning is a skill on itself, not even just language learning, understanding how to learn a new skill. That on its own is a skill. <laughs> like it's not just language learning, but lang like learning is a skill. Some people are not very good at learning new things. That's not their strength. And some people are good at learning new things. See, me, I'm a bit of a funny conundrum. I'm really bad at most things when I start them for the very first time. I'm so terrible that when people, most things that I try for the first time, 
people are shocked at how bad I am. They're they're shocked every like 90% of the time. You should see the looks that I get from people. They've never seen someone so terrible at something as I am. When I was doing yoga, my yoga teacher was shocked at how I couldn't do certain flexible a certain stretches. She could not believe it. It was really funny to see her face. Um when I would do oh so many things. I remember back in school, they would teach some concepts like I remember the concept of subtraction. There was a point where everybody understood subtraction and I still was completely useless at it. I remember this so vividly and nobody understood why I didn't get it. They were shocked. They just didn't get it. But one thing that I because I'm not, I'm so bad at things when I first try them, I've gotten really good at learning. <laughs> I've gotten really good at getting better at things. And you can give me most almost any anything, anything. And you can guarantee that I'm going to be the worst at it when I start, like worse than anybody else that tries that thing. But then I'm also going to be the one person who actually gradually improved versus others maybe didn't improve like I did. So Regardless, learning and language learning is a skill. And I've realized more and more that I've realized more and more that while the tools that people use to learn language are important and while it is great to have a good textbook to follow, to have a good video program, to use apps and and etc etc, if you're not good at the skill of learning a language, it's going to slow you down. It's going to slow you down. So with my students nowadays, I've been focusing more and more on the skill of learning a language. I've been focusing more on that versus before I didn't do it as much. You know, I noticed today in one of my classes, there it's a group class. And uh I noticed night there's a night and day difference between a few people in the class. So it's one of them. I gave them a, a listening activity to do. And I noticed one of the people does not know how do I say this? One of the people does not know how to pull apart words that he didn't understand. He doesn't know when he listens to something how to listen in such a way where he can pull apart the sections and the words and the phrases that he didn't understand. He doesn't know how to do that. He's not very good at it. So what ends up happening with him is he listens and he ends up saying something to the effect and he ends up basically going oh yeah i didn't really understand that's what he says that that's all that's as far as it goes he says oh yeah that first chunk was really hard and you go oh did you what parts did you not understand he can't even tell you oh it's the first kind of 10 seconds where he's where the guy in the video is saying something about blah 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 like he doesn't process sound very well he doesn't know how to listen for sound and to break down try to break down what he's hearing so we can kind of identify parts that are that he doesn't get the second here he he hears one or two things that he doesn't understand his brain kind of turns off and the rest of it becomes a bunch of blah 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 that's what it sounds like blah 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 in his ears the other people in the class i noticed that even though they don't their levels roughly the same even though they don't understand everything that's being said they can particularly tell you hey I noticed at this part of the video he said like he was he said something that sounded like this word but I don't know what he said and they can very specifically ask me questions about things that were said in the video. So the one guy who can't break down sound and he doesn't know to listen specifically for words and and parts that he's struggling to understand, 
he actually couldn't, he, he didn't learn very much in the class. He learned very little in that class. The other people had lots of questions because they listened, they, they watched the video for homework and they'd already identified the hardest parts for them. Versus the other guy just kind of listened and was like, oh, I kind of get it, kind of don't. So I had to tell him, hey, when you watch videos, you have to listen specifically and listen multiple times if you need to, but listen and try to try to identify specific parts in the video that are like one to three seconds long that you didn't understand. And you have to tell me what those parts were. And if you can, you need to take an initial guess as to what the person was saying. So if they said a word and you don't, you don't recognize that word, at least try to sound it out and spell it. And then ask me, what does this word mean? And he's like, oh, okay. I told him, if you do that, you'll be able to learn by watching videos. If you can listen to videos in that way, because he just watches and he tries to understand. And when he doesn't, he goes, oh, I didn't really understand. The others in the class listen and they also try to catch the words that they're not understanding. They try to listen for them and they try to hear the sounds so they can write it down and sound it out and ask someone later. So that way they can actually learn from it. So that's a, a, a very tangible or practical example of how language learning is a skill. Listening comprehension is a sub-skill within language learning. There's few people in the class who understand, I've never told them, but they intuitively understand that they should try to listen for the specific sounds of the words and write them down and try to ask me about them. And the other guy just tries to understand the whole video as a whole. And he really struggles with listening. It doesn't, he doesn't improve on listening as fast as the other people do. Right? Another example is actually the same group class. Um, if we take the same people, the one guy who listens to the videos and, and audios on a more global level, and he doesn't listen for specific words that he's not understanding, he does actually excel in one way. He excels in the sense that because he's listening to the whole video on a global sense, when he ever has to interact with native speakers, he very his mind very quickly catches visual cues and matches them with the words that he heard. And he has a general idea of what people talk about often. He's never, he doesn't fully get it, but he'll have a general idea of what you're saying. So he can kind of reply to you versus the others in the class can't. They're, they listen to audios and people, they listen on a much more minute level on a word by word level. So they sometimes struggle when people start talking quickly and in, in longer sentences, they struggle to follow because they're trying to catch all the different words and sounds. So it's actually funny in that situation, I actually have to coach. I've done it maybe four months ago, something like that. I remember telling the other, the others in the class, like, Hey, listen, when you're listening to a native speaker talk, first of all, and they're actually in front of you and you have to communicate, first of all, understand you're not going to understand everything. You're just not advanced enough to understand everything they say. So don't even try when you watch videos and you're watching for the purpose of learning. Sure. Try to catch every word, listen very closely you know, listen for the words that you didn't recognize as you do. I told them this, right? But when there's a native speaker in front of you, the point is to communicate and get through that situation, right? When you're at the airport and there's the coast, there's the guard asking you stuff in Spanish, you're not going to understand all the words, but you've got to use visual cues, listen and catch whatever words you can, and just try to understand as much as you can, but don't obsess over every sound and every word. Just try and get the general gist and then open your mouth and try to get through that situation. And they're like, oh, that's new. That's really hard for them. Their brain doesn't work that way. 
So language learning is a skill and some people are better at it than others. Um, and there's a variety of sub-skills within the skill of language learning. There's a variety of smaller skills that go, that fall into the cat, into this category of language learning, if that makes sense. And, uh, yeah, it's fascinating to me. It's, I've realized it more and more and more lately, especially as I'm making this book and this program, that this course here, I'm realizing it more and more and more and more and more. Uh, one skill with language learning that I think is a little bit un underrated and doesn't get talked about, or maybe it does get talked about actually, who knows? I don't listen to a lot of language learning content nowadays, so maybe it is talked about, but I'm thinking about it anyway. It's, it's the skill of hearing something and making a non-translation connection to what's being said to you. So what does that mean? Well, a lot of language learners I meet, they, they, they learn a new word, phone, whatever the word is, phone, laptop, table, desk, mint. Uh, laptop, computer, keys, wallet, uh, pencil. They learn all these words. And what they do is they simply memorize the translation for that word. That's all they do. And that's fantastic. The translation is not necessarily bad. I'm, I'm totally cool with translations, right? That's totally fine. But one thing that is an important element of learning another language is not just the translation, but it's forming some sort of emotional or mental, some sort of connection to that word that goes beyond simply the translation. This is something I'm actually, I've gotten, I've gotten better and better at this over time, actually. Um, so like when I learn new things in, in a language, um, I, I often, I'll consciously think, okay, I just learned this word for book in such and such language, or this is a book or whatever I learned. Okay. What am I going to like, what, how do I feel when I say this sentence? What picture comes to mind? What kind of books do I like? I make practice sentences in my head. I try to make as many neural connections to the word book as I can while I'm learning. I try really hard. And then eventually it sticks, it sticks into my head. But I think a lot of people don't do that. They don't realize that they have to do that. So actually in my book, one of the things that I'm, I'm putting into it and the course, I'm actually putting in a whole section that, that repeats multiple times throughout that are called memory hooks. And memory hooks are, uh, uh, basically tricks to help you remember could be onomatopoeias could be uh pictures or memories or or maybe some uh mnemonics could be whatever it is there's lots of different kinds but something that helps you remember what the words and phrases and such mean um the last thing i want to say and this is more of a general note on learning not necessarily language learning but it's learning as a whole and it's a personal it's a personal uh uh, a personal learning strategy that I like quite a bit. And this works for language. It works for anything, anything, anytime you're trying to learn a new skill. So I'm, I'm in a, uh, I'm in a Chinese, in a uh, intro to Chinese literature class at my university right now. The class is taught in English, which is kind of a shame to be honest, but it is what it is. The class is taught in English and it's a lecture style class. It's online. So it's over Zoom. And the teacher, the professor basically has PowerPoint slides and she lectures. She talks and we listen and we write notes. And I remember the first few classes I, I was struggling to learn. Like I, I remember walking out of the classes thinking, I don't know what the heck I just learned. Like I couldn't tell you what I learned. All I could tell you is what it says on the PowerPoints and then the notes that I've written in my notebook. So what I was thinking to myself is, okay, when the test comes, essentially what I'm going to do is I'm going to end up regurgitating this information on the test. And I chuckled to myself when I, when I had that thought, because throughout most of my educational career, that's what I would do, which is why throughout university, 
I probably read and and even heck, let's see, let's go in my academic career from kindergarten, let's say, sure, kindergarten to grade, uh, heck, kindergarten to after graduating my university degree. So that's like, what is that? Age 15 to 22. Is that right? Is that right? 17 years? Yeah. 16 years, 21. Yeah. Over a 16 year period, I probably read if I had to like, like what? At least minimum, minimum. And I want to say probably more like a hundred books in French and Spanish, probably more than a hundred books especially when you're a kid and you're reading like really short books when you're like five, you're only reading really, really short books. So like, I don't even know, like hundreds of books maybe. And as an adult, let's say I've read like whatever, 50 novels, like actual books. And I couldn't tell you any book that I've actually read. Couldn't tell you the names, couldn't tell you the authors. I've read poems. I've read short stories. I've read, I've read so much literature. Like I've read so much in French and Spanish so much over the years and yet i couldn't tell you a single author book title short story title poet couldn't tell you one i could probably tell you one or two actually i remember this one i remember this one uh play that we read and we had to reenact back in my fifth or fourth year of university i don't remember what it was called i kind of remember the story actually no i don't remember the story all i remember is how painful it was to make the project I remember one book actually kind of that I read my third year of university because we actually, uh, the professor made it pretty engaging, but generally speaking, I don't remember because all I did was regurgitated information, right? That's all I did. I just regurgitated information onto the, onto the test. And so what I've been doing for this class, and it's a recent thing that I've learned is that I can't just sit there and listen to the professor talk and write notes. I have to ask lots of questions to confirm I'm understanding. So while I write my notes, I have a separate kind of like scratch pad where I'm, I'm, I'm listening. And every time I get a question, I write it down because the reality is I have to always ask myself, do I get this? Do I get this? What did the teacher just say? Oh, she said this. Did that make sense to me? And I, I'm just writing every question that comes to mind down as she's talking. Because if I don't do that, my brain kind of starts to listen without actively listening. And I'm kind of just passively listening and the information's going in my ears. And yeah, it's making sense. The words are making sense, but it's not sticking. But if I write down lots of questions of, okay, what do I want to ask her about what she just said? Oh, I want to ask her this. I want to ask her this. I want to ask her this. And every five to 15 minutes, I basically unmute myself and say, hey, professor, I got a few questions. You said that so-and-so burned all the books and now there's only one book left. Why did he burn all the books? Why did that happen? You didn't say why it happened, did you? Right? Or you said, oh, Middle Chinese back in 600 BC, or was it BC or after Christ? I think BC. BC sound, I think you said it sounds like Cantonese. Wait, is that what you said? I, I wrote that down, but I, I think I might have misheard you, etc. Writing you know, all the questions, asking lots of questions, being very engaged in the learning. And that's been a really, really big help to me in this class so far. And I encourage you guys to do that as well. When your teacher is teaching, right? If you're taking a class for anything, your tutor for languages, whatever, you're learning a new skill at work, there's a session, there's professional development, there's like, make sure you're not just listening. Because if you're just listening, depending on how you learn, depend, everyone's different, but there's a good chance that you're probably not actually, you're not actually fully absorbing what they're saying. 
So you've got to find a way to be engaged with what they're saying. And if you're just sitting on your butt and listening only for a one or two hour, three hour session, you know, you may or may, you may not be fully absorbing what they're saying. Again, it depends on how you learn, depends on the person, everyone's different. But ask yourself if you're actually learning or not, or if you're just sitting there kind of sort of absorbing what they're saying, ready to regurgitate it at a later date. If if that's what you're feeling, you're just feeling ready to regurgitate it at a later date, well then, you know, it's maybe maybe time for you to 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 to, to use the strategy that I mentioned where you're asking yourself, what kinds of questions do I want to ask this facilitator about this topic? Write them down and then ask him or her. So Okay, everybody, have a good rest of the day. I've got to get back to work. I just wanted to record a podcast to take a break. Um, Have a good evening and we'll chat later. Bye for now. See you.